a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, another sound check edition thank you for listening to these appreciate it uh, everybody except for the noof seems to really really like these so uh thank you again to fly racing for making this thing happen flyracing.com bro best gear out there seven deuce deuce justin brayton zach osborne so many others wearing uh, uh fly racing out there weston pike as well please check them out flyracing.com the 2018.5 kinetic mesh is out now and uh, you can wear the exact same gear that justin brayton wore and won at daytona so thanks to fly racing for making it happen also do alpine star protects love the guys at alpine stars i love my tech sevens i've absolutely can't uh, speak higher of them so please check out the tech sevens if you're not into the 10 tech tech 10 boots which have the booty uh check out the tech sevens i love those things and also to max's tires the mxst tires coming out real soon developed by the king Jeremy McGrath, I should get him to do one of these sound checks. It'd be pretty good. Uh, Maxxis Tires offers high-quality tires for your car, light truck, trailer, ATV, mountain bike, much more. Uh, MaxxisTires.com. Please check them out. Maxxis.com, I should say. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Sound check episode with none other than Jason Thomas. JT, what's up, bro? Not too much. It's uh, Man, I didn't ever think that I was going to do one of these. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's discuss that. So, <laughs> All right. You were... Or asked very early on because I was you you're a good friend of mine and we're always talking and I knew you love music we've talked about it before and mm-hmm. I said uh, hey JT let's do uh, one of these sound checks as soon as you can and you were just like no like I don't what happened and why did you come back around well to be honest I, so I really do like music um, you know we've yes. had long yeah. conversations and and road trips where we just listen to music and talk about it but for me. I I don't know a lot about it. Like I'm not a I'm not a real big student of music. So for me, having a ton of uh, musical background knowledge isn't just not a strong suit for me. Like I like it and I know a lot of songs, but as far as like who the, you know the, the band makeups and and singers' names and why you know yeah. I I just don't know a lot of that stuff. Where I know you know a ton. So I when I heard about the concept of the show, I thought that's what it was going to be more about. Well. Okay, so I didn't yeah. really listen to it. I was like, ah, it's probably not going to be something that I'm that into. But I started listening to a few of these, and once I realized that it was more about songs that you liked and that meant something to you specifically, or me specifically, or yeah. the guest specifically, yeah. then it, it all changed for me, and I was all in yeah. at that point. So it was really more of a miscommunication, and I just knew I wouldn't have much to offer. Yeah, I knew I wouldn't have much to offer if it was uh, 
hey, let's get on and talk about music hey. like I'm the editor of Rolling Stone or something. Hey, JT, what'd you think when STP made that singer change in 92? What'd you think of that? Like, <laughs> well, right? I did go to a, I did go to a, uh, an STP concert and it didn't make the list, but it was on, it was right. really close because, what man, uh, yeah, but what that I'm was sa- a crazy good concert. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is like, that's what you thought it would be like. Hey, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just right, knew I would right. be, I would come off like a raging idiot. Right. And no, I, no, no, yeah, I didn't like that I didn't at all. That guy. Uh, yeah, these are. That, I still might, though. I still might. Yeah, good point. It's, it's not done yet. Well, especially because you know the legendary stories of you and your dad Frank driving to the races and complete silence other than music yeah. just playing. That's it. No talking. Oh yeah, just music. So no, no, no. There was no music. No, no. We we were in complete silence. Oh, I thought sometimes there was just music. No, no, no. Well, oh. okay. Yeah, I mean, there. I can. I can honestly say there was a few times where music was playing, but mostly mm-hmm. when I say silence, I mean silence. Like, yeah, yeah, you're like a pin si- drop silence, other than the, the droning on of that 40 to 50. Silence of the Lambs with JT and Frank. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool concept. People seem to like it, except for the Noof. He says these are the dumbest things yep. ever and he'll never listen to one. But outside of him, a lot of people really like these, so it's cool. Um, and um, I think it's. Uh, it's a great idea. I ripped it off from another podcast that I listened to, so it's not totally my idea. So if you've listened to some of these, which ones have you listened to, JT? Whose did you like and whose maybe you didn't like? Um, I listened to quite a few because I've, uh, I've been on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. I've been driving a lot. I was on vacation. I've been in planes. So I, I honestly haven't been home really in the last few weeks. Um, I was in Daytona, then St. Louis, then Mexico, and now I've been in Salt Lake for a week. So I've had lots of downtime. Um, I listen to Keepers. I listened to Zacco. Um, who else have we done? Uh, Lars, Rarick, uh, I do not, I know. I didn't listen to those guys. I listened to a little bit of Censorillos. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think. Uh, I did a uh, Kiefer. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer, Kiefer got, I don't know. I, Kiefer I'm got deep. On who else to Kiefer to. got deep with, uh, the, the love stuff. Um, and, uh, so, okay. I got your 10 here and mm-hmm. you, I had seven of them, so in my in my iTunes library already. So yep. it's very very close to something that I would pick. And uh, oh, you listened to mine too. You didn't like mine. You didn't like any of my Canadian stuff. Yeah, I listened to yours as well. Right, yeah. you didn't like any uh, of the Canadian did, stuff. No, I did like some of yours. I just <laughs> yeah, but no, your, you know the Matthew Good and and the um, hip, the hip, you know, yeah, yeah, Gord and those guys. I, I just don't. I, it's not that I dislike it yeah. so much. It's just, I've never really heard it, so yeah. kind of like yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had seven of these. So what songs? And it's tough to get a list down. I mean, you you actually got oh, yours, you got yours within within a week or so. Kiefer was a month, but which yeah, uh, did who didn't make it? What didn't make it? Um, yeah, it's funny you say that because Kiefer was like laughing, like man, it took me a month, and I had a pretty narrow list pretty quickly. But then as I started listening to more songs and just randomly would come across them, I was like, oh my god, that's got to be on there. And then it got tough. Like, you know, you were asking me for my, my list a couple of days ago, and it mm-hmm. wasn't that I was blowing you off. I was trying to finalize it. Right. And I didn't, I didn't get it done until last night. And, man, it was tough. Um, some of the 80s, like, hairband stuff mm-hmm. was really close. Uh, what's, uh, Warrant Heaven was, was oh, close. Oh, jeez. What about uh, uh, I had to kickstart my heart? It, it didn't make it, yeah, but it was number uh, 11 or living 12. On, living on a Prayer. I cannot believe Living on Prayer didn't make it. <laughs> That's a good song. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, um. I mean, there's just a lot of that era was just. I I really liked that that era. Right. Uh, 
I like hairband music. And actually, one song did make it. One one hairband song did make it. So I didn't completely lose that era. Yep. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two was. Re- I can- I still am in shock that I left oh, them off yeah. because that was yeah. that was a really big band for me. Um, I didn't go any country at all. Country was. I was a huge country fan at one time. I still like really? it. Really? I didn't know that about you. I didn't. I didn't really. Yeah, know yeah. I mean, I grew up in Florida. You know, I was in the middle of nowhere. You, you you've been to my parents' house. We're in the yeah. middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, country music central. So. Um. Yeah, uh, Will Hahn. Uh, Will Hahn's getting me one, and it sounds like it's heavy country. I'm oh boy. Yeah, and, and honestly, <laughs> if you'd have caught me at a certain time in my life when I was, you know, because you could kind of go, I go in these musical cycles a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would have been, I would have been heavy in the country at that time, and there's no way I'd, I wouldn't have had at least a few on there. Oh you know? Um But when you really look back and and you look at your whole life and the songs that really left a mark on you, which yeah. is kind of how I tried to do this. Uh, I just couldn't find anywhere. I was like, yeah, man, that, that song right there has a, a place in my life like that won't ever go away. I just couldn't do that with any country song. So. Are these uh, – mine was more – my list was more um, sort of songs that I like no matter what throughout my life. But some mm-hmm. people's, some people's, I think, uh, Zacco's especially, were songs that more meant something to him, like him and his mom driving to the track and yep. with Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, is yours more – List of it's, of it's definitely more that yeah uh, more memories of things right yeah each, each song that we go through it's going to take me to a specific time in my life that yeah. any time that song comes on I immediately go to right. that time and place mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's big for me I can I can literally put myself in that moment just right. because of that music yeah uh, which is which is big I mean I you know I, I another another comp- really soundtrack that I'm. I'm still not completely sure, even at this moment, that I want to leave off. Is uh, there's some Rocky soundtrack songs that yeah, right. didn't they didn't make the list? But man, I listened to those songs so many times in like pre-race prep and my in my training and stuff, just as motivation. And I, yeah, I just couldn't I couldn't do it because I I don't know I just felt like they were a little bit too eclectic or whatever. But man, that those there's you know I the Tiger and. Um, yeah. No easy way out. Yeah, those songs that are just right. kind of from you know. I I mean that that movie I've seen a thousand times, and yeah. I know every word to those songs. Um, and then what's the one in four for the mountain climbing sequence? That's uh, Rocky Three is I the Tiger. No way out is uh, there's the Burning Heart is one. That's it. Burning Heart is Rocky Four yeah. in the mountains. That's Burning Heart. No yeah. way out is after Apollo dies. He's very yep, angry. That's yeah. That's when uh, when Adrian says you can't win. Yeah. No, yeah. in the the Lambo or Ferrari. Uh, yeah, just you know, Adrian. Adrian. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Adrian um, always tells the truth. Yeah, yeah, she's such a wet blanket. Um, okay, so uh, also too something else I'd like to ask people on these fly racing racer X sound checks. What are some of the best concerts you've ever been to? What are some of the ones that uh, resonate with you over the years? And it doesn't need to be from people on your list, just in general. Some of the best concerts. Yeah, and that was a tough one. I was listening to the other shows. That was tough for me because I haven't, I haven't been fortunate enough to go to a ton of concerts, and it's something I'm trying to change about my life. And now, you know, I have some concerts planned this summer. Um, my my girlfriend's a huge music fan, so I've really enjoyed getting out and going to more shows. Um, so yeah, it was like one of those things when I heard you and, and Zach and these guys talking about shows. I was I was like, man, I really need to to go to that because I enjoy myself when I go to shows. Um, but I, I can re- distinctly remember going to an STP concert in Gainesville, and I didn't know much about uh, mm. STP at all. I, you yeah. know, I knew the, the hit songs, yeah, yeah, choruses to them. But man, 
that guy put on a show, and he was high as a kite. I mean, he was <laughs> out of his mind on drugs. Right. But he seriously, he killed it. Like, his yeah. music sounded exactly like the album, and he was really engaging with the fans, and he sounded great, you know, as high as he was and whatever he was on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It didn't affect his performance. Um, I'm trying to think what, what other was shows. The, were... what, was the, what was the place you saw that at? There was a little bar I went to, a dive concert bar ish that they might were they playing the big stadium no they wouldn't they would probably play it like, yeah well I, I was at the o'connell center which is the university of florida basketball oh okay so never mind that yeah i wasn't there all yeah right. it wasn't a private setting at all right um uh, i went to a kenny chesney concert which uh taylor swift opened for him when taylor swift was a nobody oh wow. uh, that was a that was a great show so if you want to bring country into it kenny chesney's a great live performer and the, the you know the thing about a guy like him is he's had so many hits over so long that every song he plays, you know the words to. You know, it's one of those concerts where he can't play a song that I don't know because I've listened to so much of his music over the years. So, like, for literally three hours, mm-hmm. I'm singing along to every single song he can come up with on his playlist. Right, so, right. Yeah, it's just awesome. All right, let's let's uh, let's dive into this thing. Jason Thomas's uh, sound check episode. Very, uh, oh, one one more thing. Yeah, one go. thing on the concert thing. I went to a Tim McGraw concert, and it was awful. I mean, Tim McGraw. Awful. All right, he was terrible in concert, and I, I that was my country phase as I was right. talking about it. Yep, I was expecting a really good show, and it was horrific, man. I, it's not a maybe he just had a bad night or whatever, but he sounded mm-hmm. really bad. <laughs> And along that same line, if you've ever been to an R&B or a rap concert, yeah, how do they sound terrible in person? Yeah, it's embarrassingly yeah. I, bad. I could see that for sure. Yeah, there, there's so yeah. much studio stuff going on with those guys, right? Um, yeah, well, it's just a guy yelling in the background, like the hype guy, <laughs> right? Right. And other, the main rapper he's screaming. Yeah, and, uh, yeah it, uh, it's bad. I went to a terrible Guns N' Roses concert, and still resonates with me to this day. Where I'm just like. I can't believe I slept overnight for tickets. I can't believe I spent all that money, and I can't believe these guys sound this bad. So it yeah. uh, it stays with you for sure. Um, all right, let's get into this uh, this list. Uh, before we started, you gave me the list. I put it in that order, but it doesn't mean anything, right? This is not a particular order. No, uh, no, it was uh, just completely random. Right. Some yeah. guys are very particular. Uh, I think Rarick and Osborne were very, <laughs> very particular about the order. So, all right, let's get going. Song number one on Jason Thomas's soundcheck. Someday we can take 
That's uh, Candlebox, Far Behind, and uh, that also almost made my list. That uh, very good choice, JT. Great song, you know, and, and I can, you know, this song, like I said, every song in this list takes me to a place, and I can remember, I want to say it was 94. I'm almost positive it was 94, and I was kind of, you know, I was 15 years old, kind of trying to find myself musically, what do I like, and I had all these country music influences from my friends, and, um, I, you know, I kind of lived in the middle of nowhere, and that's what people listen to, and I remember reading this motocross action article of all, you know, magazines, and they asked him basically, what was your, what's your favorite band and song, and, and this was Jeremy McGrath's favorite band and song. And I, I didn't really know what it was, hadn't really heard it too much, and I listened to it, and I was like, holy cow, this is the greatest song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and and, and I will, liked it, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll just never forget. That right. was, I mean, and I right. always, every time I ever heard this song, I always liked it, and it always, just that article of McGrath. You know, McGrath was like the yeah. man. Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just took me back every single time. And, and beyond that, it's just a great song, too. It is a great song. They're they're from the Pacific Northwest, I believe. Birdwell first Seattle, got yeah. me into them when I started working for Ty Birdwell. He played it, and I'm like, man, this is I, this, I never heard of this. This came out in 93, and I never heard it in Canada my whole life. And uh, so this would have been like 97. He's like, yeah, this is a great song. And I'm like, what? I've never... And that got me into that song for sure. It's it's great. It's a fantastic underrated song. I don't really know any other Candlebox songs. Do you? No, no, no. And I would have never even knew who this band was if it wasn't for Jeremy McGrath. Right, right. Hundred percent. Right. Why this made the list because he his influence. Yep. That's oh, a great song. It sounds really good on a good stereo too. Crank it. Um, all right. Song number two. Here we go. Good Charlotte, say anything. A little, um, I don't, I'm not that familiar with Good Charlotte, but it's a little slower for them, for sure, right? Yeah, and, and probably an odd choice for for most. Um, yeah. But I always liked Good Charlotte. You know, their this band was really popular, say, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the significance of me was almost a year ago, uh, 
my girlfriend and I had some issues and almost were pretty much done. And we were living in the same house, and I was living upstairs. Like, we were completely, like, done, kind of, and I was kind of looking for another place to live. And if you've ever lived with someone in the same house and not talked to them at all, it's very awkward. <laughs> so That's super weird, um, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I was upstairs, and she was downstairs, and we, like, we weren't talking. Like, you know, I had made some mistakes, and we were kind of trying to figure out if we were going to continue forward, and... I kind of had to make some, you know, put my big boy pants on and um, kind of be a man and admit to some stuff. And on top of that, I was traveling all the time. Like I'm constantly gone. Like I'm in, I'm doing this from Salt Lake City right now. So it's, it's a difficult situation for her to kind of, you know, handle all the time. And uh, it was one of those things where this song always struck a chord with me anyway. But then when we're not talking at all. I was really just kind of looking for a sign from her that we wanted to work this out and could work this out. And, uh, yeah, just kind of an emotional song for me. But, man, any time I hear it, it makes me think of the, you know, it was like a couple weeks of yeah. a lot of uncertainty. And similar to like Keeper, you know, Keeper song where, you know, they were split up and, um, you know, it was kind of a, uh, made the difference for him is this song was like, man, I either need to kind of shit or get off the pot here and make it make a move. So, now uh, you like definitely the, emotion with this one, but you liked this song back in the day. You didn't just discover it or I anything, did. right? Yeah, yeah, right. No, right. I, I yeah. loved it back yeah. then, but really right. when it got you it, know, yeah. it was more of just that song's awesome. But now, man, it really yeah. kind of has a place in my heart as far as you know, like right. lifelong decisions here. Yep, absolutely. All right, next one. You were gone and so alone. The worst is over. You can have the best of me. Got older, but we're still young. We never grew out of this feeling that we won't give up. That's the starting line, Best of Me. Somebody else had a starting line song, not this one. I don't remember who it was, but. Yeah, it was a, this was a pretty popular band, like, you know, 2004, 5, 6 okay. time era. Um, Kiefer's a big fan of this band as well. We used to actually talk about this band quite a bit. Back in uh, my Subway Honda days, I would stay with Joe Aloff and ride uh, in the high desert. Kiefer was always around. Um, but 
this this band was it takes me back to those days and for me I was living in Gainesville with the Butler brothers and uh, we all lived in this one house and they were going to college and I was racing but it was it was like animal house pretty much you know they <laughs> they were going to school and I was racing and I didn't drink at all back then but it was like they were drinking you know and partying and going to school and bringing home girls home in the middle of the night and I'd go out walk out in the living room underwear and yell at everybody to go to sleep because I had to get up and you know drive to Tim Ferry's house and practice all day the next day yeah yeah um, but it was just one of those times where we would literally drive around at night and play this punk, you know, Good Charlotte starting line type music as loud as we could and all singing the songs. And, man, anytime I hear these, these bands, it takes me right back there. It's, uh, like, it's like a time warp for me. I, should, I like these guys. I should maybe look into them a little bit. I like every, both songs yeah, I've heard. They, they yeah, have some, yeah, they have some really good songs. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, you should talk to Kiefer. Kiefer knows way more about him than I do, but I've, right. I've always been a huge fan. Kiefer was very upset there was no Angels and Airwaves in your list either. <laughs> uh, that's Yeah, that, that, for me, Boxcar Racer, Blink, and Angels and Airwaves were, I, I'm still like, I can't believe they didn't make it. I can't believe it. And, yeah. <laughs> upset. Gosh. Upset. I think I think Boxcar Racer was the one where I just couldn't believe that they didn't make it more than any, because there's uh-huh. one song called There Is by Boxcar Racer. Uh-huh that I was like, this is 1 million percent in, and I just kept narrowing and narrowing and narrowing, and it's like, sorry, sorry, Tom. Like, you and your aliens <laughs> yeah, are can't handle you. Take a back seat. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, next one up. Uh, another, I approve of this one wholeheartedly. Josie's on a vacation far away. Outfield, uh, your love, classic song. Yeah, epic song. Um, you know, English band. I always liked the song. Like it would just—it was one of those songs where it'd come on the radio and yeah. you're just like, "Oh man, this song's awesome!" And you just crank it up, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, when this song really made its dent for me was was more recent. You know, this song was in the '80s. Yep. But when this this was Wyndham's 
uh, opening ceremony song. Kevin Windham's opening ceremony song, yep. the latter stages of career. And when he would come out to this song, I would get goosebumps. Like, seriously, like, it was such a cool moment. Yeah. And I'm, like, getting ready to race. But I would be like, oh, my God, this is, like, Supercross and this song. And Kevin Windham rolling out to this song and then just hucking some huge transition. Right. Was just the coolest thing you could ever see. Like, and it was just like, that is, I will never be that cool in my life. To come out to that, that awesome of a song. Right. And have that many people going crazy for you and then to jump some stupid jump across the track. In like, the dark. That, you know. In the dark. Exactly. Right. I'm just like, this right. is this is like next level from anything yeah. I'll ever accomplish. Yeah. Um, for me, there's an Eminem song um, off his latest, not his latest one, but when RV would come out to this Eminem song uh, about being kind of they had his knee his knee surgery on the screen and his crash and whatever year that was yep. and then he came out to this Eminem song about being sort of uh, fixed and better and reborn or whatever it was really good like it made me get the song for sure I was yep. I was all in on yep. that too um, yeah it was just one of those moments where I can go back to and be like I yeah. it turned it made me such a fan in the middle of my racing it made me a fan <laughs> to where I wanted to rip my shirt off and start screaming right. you know like oh my god this is you know just like crazy yeah, the, I just had, and, and didn't and, have that experience very often and what the hell has happened to opening ceremonies now man holy smokes it's uh, uh, it, we have no. no we have no tricks we have no whips we have no transfers we have lame videos I, I Man, uh, they've really and it, I just they need a whole they they need a whole reboot, man. Or maybe I'm just getting jaded. But when I think of those times that they just nailed it out of the park, so many years with so many great videos, I just go, what's yeah, going the, on now? The the videos are a really nice step forward. I'm all in on the videos, but mm-hmm. you know when guys get hurt, we lose some of the stars, and then you have videos like the Marvin Muscan video, which is to me a complete travesty. Like it's one of the worst. <laughs> produced videos I've ever seen in my life. I would not go that far, but that's okay. (laughs) It's bad. It's bad. You can't put eat well on a eat good on a pit board. Yeah. Put that in front of 50,000 people and think that that's going to be high production value. Like I I just not on board with that. Um, But I do think they, I think, I think there's a lot of promise and I think they're, they're making like good strides. Like the Dean Wilson video. Now that he's back in opening ceremony. That's awesome. Yeah. Like that's really cool. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I get a little jaded sometimes, but I, I, there are still great moments. You know, like the Chad Reed videos over the years have been excellent. Yep. Um, they, they can still do it if they, if they get the right theme. It's just hit or miss sometimes. Um, speaking of missing, where the hell, I'll give a little preview, where the hell is Africa by Toto? Uh, it was, uh, man, it, it's one of those you ones love that's on that the cutting room floor. Oh. I do. It's on the cutting room floor. But I couldn't. The only thing I could ever attribute it to was that it was going to be my podcast song. And I didn't have a moment in time where I could reflect to and be like, yeah, I can remember hearing this song and just being like, yeah, this is it. And okay. It was just going to be the podcast song. And I always liked it, and I thought it would be a cool intro song. But, yeah, it was just one of those ones where it just didn't leave a strong enough mark for me. Wow. Okay. Shocker. Crazy. I know. I'm shocked myself. It's a shocker for me, and I was the one that decided it. Right, right. All right. uh, Let's get to the next one. I wholeheartedly approve of this band and this song and everything that has to do with this. So let's get right to it right away.
I'm just going to let this thing play the whole time, Jake. <laughs> it's uh, Van Halen right now. I'm surprised it wasn't Dreams for you, but uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, it, those are the two. Those are the two on my list, and Dreams got edited out. And uh, I actually, you know, if I'm being honest, I like Dreams better. As a song, I like Dreams better. But this song had more of a, a meaning and a place for me. Um, and that's weird, but, I, you know, I tried to have the ones that left the biggest mark. And this song I would play really often before I got ready to race. And it was a, a big motivator for me because I, I, you know, I've been around racing my whole life. I've been going to Supercross since I was a little kid. And I knew that these races were not to be taken for granted. And, man, I had so much on the line at every single race. And it was always like I was always that, you know, bubble guy of mm-hmm. getting in the mains and doing well and trying to get a ride. Like I had rides, but they weren't always great. And I always wanted the better ride. And, that you know, those Supercross nights like it's there's a lot on the line and uh it was a big motivator for me like hey this is the moment like all this work you put in the whole off season all week long every second of training you've done and suffering this is it like mm-hmm. right right now is the time where you can make the difference or not you know you're gonna have years to reflect on it as we're sitting here right now i can sit back and reflect on my career but right now you have a chance to make a difference and uh yeah just the the lyrics kind of struck a chord with me and, and always did and got me fired up Sammy, bro. I'm just glad you don't have it in DLR. Yeah, well, Sammy Sammy wrote this. I mean, this was a, this oh, was yeah. a Sammy deal. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, it was one of those songs. That it still gets me fired up now. Like, just, man, you only have right. so many key moments in life to change the course of your life. And those were, I knew, I knew in that time that I was in a critical time of my life every Saturday night, and I had to do something about it. This song, um, Sammy said that Eddie had the piano. Eddie had the whole piano verse already done, all thought out, and then Sammy said, you know, he's going to put these lyrics about, yeah, immediacy and getting things done right away or whatever, but he said Eddie had the whole song written, the whole music written, and he was like, hey, what do you think? And then well, uh, Sammy from was what, like, yeah. what I read, from what I read, he was writing this, and he heard Eddie working on a piano solo across the room, and he said, hey, this is, these are the same, this is the same song. Like what I'm working yeah. on, working on need to be put together, and it was complete happenstance that the same project they were working on ended up at the same time. Yeah, it's magic, bro. Mm-hmm. It's Pretty magic. Cool. Um, yeah. All right, flyracing.com soundcheck episode with Jason Thomas, uh, presented by Maxis and uh, the folks at Alpine Stars. We'll be right back after this commercial. Uh, use the code PulpMX18 to save at Racetech. Get your suspension work done. Get some motor work done with those guys. We'll be right back to finish off JT's list. Race Tech Suspension and Engines, people. Pulpamex 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race Tech specializing in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race Tech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Race Tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. 
one of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. And we're back. FlyRacing.com, everybody. Please check them out. Thanks to those guys for making this happen. Uh, RacerX as well, of course. New issue out now. Eddie Hicks story that I wrote in a feature story. So please check it out. And uh, thanks to Maxxis. The MXST tire coming out real soon from the folks at Maxxis, developed by Candlebox fan Jeremy McGrath. And Alpine Star Protects, whether it's a Tech 10 boot, whether it's the A4 chest protector, whether it's the uh, uh, Tech 7 boot that I love so much, uh, please uh, check out Alpine Star Protects. All right. Your next song, JT, might be a bit of a shocker for people. Might be something that they want to sit down for here. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, but again, I had this one in my list, so what does that say, right? Uh, all right, yep. here we go. John, tiny dancer, everybody. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, this is a huge hit song from Elton John, who has 10 million hit songs, right? Yep. Uh, but the significance of this song for me was uh, the movie Almost Famous. Oh, wow. So, yeah, know. me too. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Always always knew the song, but the way they used this song in the movie... Um, it, it was awesome. I mean, I seriously, like, I have no other words to use for it, but awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those guys are traveling around in a bus, and they're dealing with all these issues and, you know, life on the road. And no matter what issues they ever faced, like, hating each other and all these problems, they they came, that song would, like, bring them back every time, right? Yeah. It was, like, yeah. that one thing they had kind of in common. 
And uh, man, I, I can relate that to so many things. Like, you know, I think about, and, and it's not necessarily the song, obviously, but there are things like now, like take for me and Chad Reed, I haven't talked to Chad Reed in six months, probably, just because of issues we're dealing with. And I guarantee you, if we, you walked us in the same room and we started talking about old times, we'd be laughing in two minutes about something we could bring up, you know? And it's just, that's what I related to, is this song for that movie was yeah. that that common theme where no matter what's going on, you can bring up a story or a time where you're just like, oh my God, that's that's awesome. Like, I'll never, I'll never forget that as long as I live, you know? And it kind of erases whatever issues going on at the moment, so... Um, just a just a cool song. Yeah. I, I I can I immediately think of that scene in the bus where they you know they're all start singing together. Yeah. Just a cool song. Yeah, absolutely. Leave on's another great one. Um, I saw Elton John a couple years ago with some friends of my mom who were in town, and my mom was with us, and we saw him at the Golden Piano thing or whatever he's doing here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And yep. it was two hours, and every single fucking song was a massive hit. I'm serious. Every song. You were oh, like, yeah. yep, 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 yep. He must have done. I'm a huge Elton John fan. He must have done. Oh yeah, I mean, 15, 16, 18 songs that were massive hits, and you were like, oh yeah, that's what you know. Yeah, I mean, Daniel to Rocket Man. To, I mean, there's yeah. you know, the list goes on and on. Oh. Songs, you know, uh, your song, Candle in the Wind. I mean, I, I can sing every single word to all those yeah. songs. I mean, the guy is. Yeah, he's something else, but man, is he a hit maker! Oh geez, yeah, he talked about each one song before he kind of sung it and the story behind it. It was great, a great concert. Amazing, and uh, and then he <laughs> he finished the last note. I think Philadelphia Freedom was the last song, and you mm-hmm. can tell he's done concerts for fifty years and doesn't care anymore. He he hit the the Philadelphia Freedom, and he marched off the stage without like everyone was like, "Is is it over?" And the lights came up. Like he didn't wait for applause. No Nothing. He didn't <laughs> wait for applause. He didn't say thank you for coming. And he he ended the, the the last keyboard on the piano and he got up and walked straight off the stage. It was very very. But that's such a boss move. Oh, it like, is totally. It's awesome. Yep, I yep. love it. He's just like, here you guys go. Here you go. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, good good song. Can't uh, can't complain. And and I also like it from that movie as well. All right, next up. Here we go. Sound check. Jason Thomas.
It's uh, Smashing Pumpkins, of course, with Tonight Tonight. Excellent song. Yeah. Um, you know, these songs all take me back to a place in time, as I said, and man, immediately I am transported back to the summer of uh, 1997. I am uh, living, it's, I just graduated college, uh, you know, June, early June of 97. And from graduation night, literally that night, I, Chad Sander and I drive from my graduation to his house uh, right from then. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I stay, I stay at Chad Sander's all summer. And it's, you know, my first summer really living away from my parents and just graduated high school. And I can remember him introducing me to this CD. It was a two-part CD. It was yeah. called Infinite Sadness and yeah. tons of hits off the CD. And uh, man, I just, I loved it. I, I hadn't really heard it too much. And I can remember like, I, it's like I'm there right now driving the back roads of, you know, Southern Pennsylvania, <laughs> practicing and driving to, to Eaton Park for him and I to go eat dinner, you know, at night in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. And this song just blaring in his black Astro van as loud as it would go. <laughs> I, I remember know. that black Astro van. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, I can remember it so vividly, this song playing. Us, you know, it's a lowered black Astro van and us just singing our hearts out, you know, doing 90 miles an hour on these back roads. And just, I'll, I'll never forget it. This this CD, you play this, you yeah. play 1979, or you play any of the hits from, yeah, you could play any song from that CD because we yeah. listen to it so much. No, they had, and I, had some you know, go right there. I uh, I think I picked the one off the the other one. Uh, they're 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 um, rock. I think is what I had. Um, <clears throat> all right, next one, oldie but a goodie. Tom, uh, I won't back down, Tom Petty. Yeah, so Tom Petty, he's uh, from this 
born in St. Town, Iowa, Gainesville, Florida. Yep. And uh, so I always was a fan because of that. And, I mean, he used to play like it's a beach concert hall where my where I went to high school. You know, like before I was born, obviously my, my mom was in high school. Yeah. She can remember him being like in this tiny town, you know, playing for nobody really. Oh, really? Oh, and cool. Then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he blew up and became obviously a worldwide star. Um, so I, I was always a fan because of that hometown connection. But, you know, this past year he passed away obviously this fall. And so the Florida Gators is, is a big part of my life and childhood. You know, I grew up going to all the Florida Gators football games with my mom. Like, we would drive to the away games, and I would go to all the home games with her, and uh, she still goes to all those games. So this past year when he passed away, uh, at the end of the third quarter of every game, they play this song in between the third and fourth quarters. And if you ever want to YouTube them in this stadium, I mean, 90 you know, 92,000 people are singing the song at the top of their lungs. I mean, it's, it gives me goosebumps every single time, but, you know, and it, it happened once he passed away as a tribute and it's special, man. Like you don't have to be a Gators fan or a Tom Petty fan, but just uh, the heartfelt love that these people had for their hometown guy, you know, him passing away is pretty awesome. It's a really cool scene. And that song will always kind of be special for, you know, any, for me and for any Gators fan, just because of the moments that, you know, he's kind of given us now. So. Yeah, I, I saw cool a video song. of that. I saw a vi- I saw a video of them singing it. It was really cool when he first passed away. Yeah, I mean, great. you don't have to be a, you know, like I said, a Gators fan or any of that, but just that moment of those that many people singing all in unison like mm-hmm. that, and it's kind of a, I think it's a unifying song, yeah. regardless, just for everybody, you know, like, hey, whatever's going on, like, keep fighting, and I won't back down. You know, it's it's just a really cool, you know, meaningful song for me now, even even mm-hmm. when I liked it before. Dude, Prince and and Tom Petty and David Bowie. I'm probably missing somebody there. It's crazy. We've lost these guys. Yeah, everybody passing away, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of the George Michael, a lot of these Michael, deaths yeah. have been chemically influenced, yeah. unfortunately. But um, yeah, live hard. They, those guys live fast and dude, you know, die Sam, young. Sammy's seventy. Sammy is seventy. Well, think about, like, the Rolling Stones and these guys. <laughs> no, I mean, right? Yeah. Holy crap. Aerosmith. Yeah. I mean, yeah. these guys are crazy old. And uh, you, know, you know the things they put their bodies through when they're younger. I mean, <laughs> Mac- wow. McCartney and, and Ringo Starr and the Rolling Stones are, are probably coming up, you know? so. Um, yeah. I mean, Genesis, bringing that up, Genesis and Phil Collins and some of these guys were another really close call for my list. Like, I really wanted... Uh, like in the air tonight was close. Oh really? Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some, you know, some songs that you wouldn't think of that were really, really close to making my list. That uh, man, I love the songs. They just when you only cut it to ten and you can only have one song per band, that's, it gets hard. People. That's the rules, bro. It's the rules. Um, yeah, Osterman has a story kind of like your mom about seeing he saw Halen in Pasadena back in the day, like when they yep. were just some call, they were called Mammoth, I think first. He said he saw them at house parties. It's like crazy to think about that. Um, but, but yeah, Osterman says he saw him, and your mom saw Tom Petty. That's awesome. Uh, all right, yep. last song on your list. Again, I approve. It's very good. I had it in my library. It's a classic. Here we go.
Uh, here I go again by Whitesnake. Good, good song. Solid. It's really good. It's, uh, man, I love some hairband music. And, uh, <laughs> gosh, there were so many songs that should have made my list, could have made my list. But I'll tell you the reason this one made it. Yeah. Uh, this, this tape, and for you kids out there, yes, there used to be such a thing as a, a tape, cassette tape. <laughs> Uh, it was after after an 8-track, which I know you don't know what that is either, and before a CD. But the first cassette tape I ever bought with my own money was Whitesnake, this this tape. So that's why, that's why I made the list. I love this song, and it was the only tape I had, and it was the only tape that I bought with my own money, and it was like this yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> groundbreaking moment in my life where I took my own money that I, you know, my mom had probably given me or I'd earned somehow. And I went and bought this tape, and I would just listen to it over and over and over because I'm like, yes, I own this. I was given this. I own this. I am a now an adult. And I was probably like six, right? You know, or whatever. Um, but yeah, just a great song. And if you, you know, there's young people that are going to listen to this. They don't remember, you know, hairband music, but yeah. just imagine chicks with huge hair rolling around on the like the hoods oh, of like yeah, yeah. old Corvettes and stuff, uh, <laughs> like you know. Cheetah jacket yeah, with all some of sort it. of tiger emblem on the back, uh, leather pants, and some sweaty dude just rocking out. You know, mm. just man, it was hairband music needs to make a comeback. I would be all in on that. <laughs> it sounds like that. it. Uh, I think Def Leppard was the first tape I ever bought. My first CD I ever bought was embarrassingly enough Paula Abdul, but my first tape was Def oh, Leppard. No. Yeah, my, my it was Def oh, Leppard no. and uh, my first tape and Paula Abdul and Motley Crue were like one two in the CD purchases, but um uh, Oh yeah. Def Leppard is Def Leppard was probably the closest to making it that didn't make it. And I and I'll tell you the reason Def Leppard didn't make my list, I could not choose a song. I couldn't no, do it. I got I, I, I gave up. Yeah. You got to go Hysteria. Hysteria is the number one Def Leppard song. No argument. It was going to make it. Yeah, yeah Hysteria was, gonna, it was It was definitely coming from that album, which I know uh, Ralph Shaheen would disapprove of because he, mm. think, you know, he thinks that's kind of their their <laughs> uh, commercial album that really wasn't them 
kind of, you know. I, I don't. Ralph's, Ralph's Leopard song wasn't even on the uh, in iTunes. I had to get it off YouTube. I don't even think it ever even got released. Like, I, I think don't it was think like so he stole it from their house or something. I know, right? Ralph. <laughs> I think he was, he was all bitter at Def Leppard for signing with Mutt Lang and I then so. going off on, you know, that way uh, or whatever. I but I couldn't decide between Love Bites yep. or Hysteria or Photograph or uh, Headed for a Heartbreak. And there was a million. Def Leppard songs that I was just like, I give up, I'm out. Yeah. You know what, Def Leppard, I'm, you have too many good songs, mm-hmm. you're out. Well. And I'll tell you with Def Leppard, just as a little side note, so when I used to play, I used to play poker a lot. Like, I would, that was like my go-to. I'd play poker back in the poker boom. And Def Leppard would be, I would listen to that album on repeat over and over and over, the Hysteria album. And it just kind of kept my mind, like, calm, and I was thinking about playing the game, and it would just be playing in the background all the time when I'd be playing poker, and that was why Def Leppard was going to make my list, but no, yeah, but no, I couldn't. Well, well, here I go again. It's, it's not too shabby, you know, not too bad. Yeah, it just takes me back to being at my childhood, right, like my right. first tape I ever bought, right. and I I must have listened to that one song, <laughs> and I'm seriously, like, no joke, like a thousand times. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, well, there's Jason Thomas's sound check, everybody. Uh, some uh, some surprising, some not so surprising, some some real good ones to me. Uh, definitely, like I said, I had seven out of the ten ones in my library, so it really didn't even cost me much money to do this, as opposed to Ralph's, which cost me a lot. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, good stuff for sure. Thanks to FlyRacing.com, thanks to uh, Alpine Stars and Maxis, of course, for, for coming on. And I'm glad you did it, JT. I'm glad you finally came around and you you realized that these are actually fun. It wasn't something dumb where we were gonna just talk about bands and, and music. I have to say, this is uh, you have some really bad ideas. Yep. Uh, this has been one of your better ones. I, th- I think it's really cool. Ah, like I said, though, I I didn't come up with it. I took it from another another uh, pot. I, art magazine article or something I read. I don't know. I, read, I took it from another. I didn't totally come up with it. So. No, I know you didn't invent the idea of talking about music, but I just think it's a cool addition yeah. to uh, Pulp yeah. Max Network. Yeah, there we go. Uh, all right, buddy. Thanks very much for the time. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to Soundcheck. All right, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. 
the working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 hey,